Hey everyone, welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. Today's episode is for the girl who is sick of being single. Mac and I are diving into five reasons why we love being single. And we really do. You're going to hear our heart, our passion, and our love for this season of life. So get ready for one of our favorite episodes. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. It is Ken's and Matt here. Reverse. Here we are. Just had a snack. I'm ready to go. Wait, did you notice the reverse in that? I said Ken's and Matt. I think you did that last season. <laughs> I think we should get a new joke. Oh. <laughs> clearly still think it's funny and stu- still clearly want to be on top. You're trying to make it a thing. <laughs> like you're still yeah. trying. All right, guys. So Ken's and Mac. Get used to it. <laughs> well, today we are really excited because we're talking about singleness. Which is are we amazing? Yeah, we are. We are so excited. I know. I meant like we. So last season, obviously, the whole season was about dating and relationships, and we were kind of so excited to get a break from that. Yeah, because we just aren't dating experts. No, we're not. We're not. There's the quiz, and that's been awesome and helpful. But yes. we were excited to not talk about it. But then we are single experts. We are definitely single. We experts. are in our. <laughs> Element. Yeah, we are. Woo. So, but we got a lot to, we got some, speaking of, you know what I mean? I'm trying to transition okay. here. To yeah. Mac and Ken's mess up. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I cued in now <laughs> and here we are at Mac and Ken's mess up and we just wanted to walk you guys through some of um, my matchmaking skills. We both really, really love to matchmake. Like yes. matchmaking is so fun. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. To and be a part of we both would story. like to think that we're really, really good at it. For sure. But I'm starting to realize that we just throw anything at the wall and like see if it <laughs> sticks. And that's yeah. maybe not the best tactic for matchmaking. Is it not? I mean, in some ways. So Ken's... Oh, yeah. Anyways, I've gone through yeah. a roster with For me, Ma- yeah. With Mac. Ken's yes. is always... Okay, Ken's is more likely to have a boyfriend than me. So in mm. moment, Always... Yes. When you have a boyfriend, even when you don't have a boyfriend, you're always trying to set me up. For sure. Because honestly, the thing is, is until Mac decides she's serious about somebody and wants to get married is the time that I will be able to mentally and emotionally get there. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know if a that's lot a good logic. Pressure. I think you need to maybe talk to your therapist about that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, so I have gone through the roster with Mac. It first started, I think his name was Hunter. Are you really giving their names? Okay, I'm not going to go through all their <laughs> names, but I like to call him Shoddy. Shoddy. Because. Poor Hunter. I didn't tell Mac, but she was about, he was about <laughs> a foot shorter than Mac when yeah. he arrived at and the front door. It, this is one of those things where she tried to convince me that a blind date was like going to be awesome. And I was like, yeah, of course. But she was like, no, no, no. It has to be a true blind date, meaning you can't even see his picture. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is not a good sign. You know, like if they won't let you see his picture, like, you know, <laughs> I'm probably trying means not to be not shallow, so but like, 
I was like, okay. Hunter had a really great face. No, yeah. Hunter was cute. Hunter was cute. He just like, when he picked him up for the date, we walk outside and like, I can feel all the roommates watching me from the house because I'm towering over him. Which we got to say, like, honestly, a girl that will date a short, a guy that's shorter, like, that's props. Props. And I cool wish. And confident. I and wish I was that girl because it opened sure. up a whole new pool of guys. But that's true. Just not that. So yes, it there sounds was like that you're guy. really tall right now. I'm not that tall. I'm not that tall. Mac is six foot four. Let's Surprise just hope yeah. Hunter never hears this episode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So next. then we moved on to the next guy. Honestly, Let's this is a promising name. match. We don't even remember his name. No, nope, so don't good. remember. Friend of a friend seemed like a good one. And I we went on was a double hang first, right? Double hang. Yep. Then if I recall. And that was good. Yes. Great. That was awesome. And then I believe your second date was ice cream. I think it was, was it ice cream? Yeah. We, classic. Yes. He picked him at the house and we walked. Cute. Because we were within walking distance. So, I mean, we better cut to the chase. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. <laughs> Didn't work out. I mean, his loss. Obviously. Yeah, honestly. Like, look where you are now. I mean, do you remember we went to a, (laughs) we went on a road trip together, the three of us. Do you remember this? I do. Third wheeling is my prime. It was very interesting. Like, yes. It was very interesting. I look back at those photos and for some weird reason I had cat ears on. (laughs) No, you did not. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. Was it Halloween? No, I surely not. <laughs> I like, mean, I, I could see you going I through cat your face. Cat ears. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> hipsters. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like pretty cool. Anyways, at some point. moving on. After that out. guy, we go on to the next guy. And this yes. guy was a great option. He was, this was, you were in the right lane on this one. In the right lane. But let's just, let's just, okay. It was really recent. We can't mention Let me names. tell you guys, if you're getting set up with somebody, do not have your first hangout be a double date with another relationship that has been established for a year longer than you. It is the most awkward feeling <laughs> and setting I've ever been in. Like I felt like I brought my mom on my date with me. Literally, Kenza's acting like my mom. Like it was awful. Well, it was really weird because like I didn't have any questions to ask you because like obviously you know me. we hang out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy I was dating, he like had questions to he, ask you no not really <laughs> it was just awkward okay we were only asking questions know. to the guy and yeah, honestly was let happening. me just say when ken's gets nervous she talks a lot yes so ken's talked the whole date long and just didn't leave room for anybody else to i took it over <laughs> it was not a double date it was ken's on the kenzie show yeah yeah anyways so, that didn't work out either my fault here we are and i'm still single messing but up speaking of being single we love it you know yes. i have just felt that in the you know in the christian world not even even in the whole world everybody is dogging on being single all the time and it's like being single is like a curse. It's awful. And you're just waiting until you can finally find your husband and get married and then life will begin. Yeah. And I think that Ken's and I have just found that life in our lives, in our experience, it's been quite the opposite. Like seriously, what we have gotten to do over the last, you know, 
since we graduated college over the last four years since then has been awesome and amazing. And I think so much that we've gotten to do, we wouldn't have been able to do if we weren't single. And so Mm -hmm. rather than like giving you tips on how to get through your singleness and how to change your perspective and how to find a man, what we want to do is really give you five reasons today that it is actually awesome to be single. Yes. And we mean that like, you know, I truly have been in a lot of circles of girlfriends, like girlfriends from church or girlfriends with my sister's friends or whoever, my friends. And there's these conversations about singleness of like, it's like so hard. I'm like just waiting and it's unlonely and I really desire this and the Lord's not giving it to me yet. And it's really honestly just negative, like disheartening, hopeless conversation Mm -hmm. about this season of your life, which is really a gift. And so I just really believe, we really believe that everybody who's single and, and is listening to this, like let's start speaking more positively about singleness because there's so much opportunity. There's so much good. We're about to dive into it all. But like, what if we were the people that started to just speak more positively? Because when you speak more positively, you, everybody around you starts to recognize how great it is too. And, and then they approach their dating life and this and everything else with so much less like disparity and need and it becomes this like positive thing. And so, yeah. yeah. What if we were the people that like shifted the narrative around singleness? Suddenly it becomes a thing where everyone's like, you're single, I'm single. Whoa, cool. Yeah. That's the coolest place to be. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with your time? Yeah. (laughs) How amazing is it? Tell me everything. Yes. We sound kind of crazy right now, but honestly, we're walking through it. Like, I think there's a lot of people that, um, talk about singleness in their time when they were single, but they've been married for a few years or they are married. And so we just want to also let you know, like we are there with you, you guys, like, of course there's hard moments, like, and sometimes we talk about them, but we really want to be people that start making the most of this season. And like, we feel it, we're walking with you and we're in this. So, yeah. And I've found too, that especially in the Christian world, there's a the information that is out there on singleness usually comes from married people too. And I find it hard to like really take advice from married people talking about singleness and like preaching on singleness. And so I think like we just want to come from the perspective of, Hey, we are two 26 year old single girls. I mean, we are single right now. Like we got no tea. Like we were laughing. You can go on, you can go on my Instagram and let me just save you the trouble from scrolling. Cause you could scroll and scroll (laughs) and scroll and you are not going to find any tea. No, (laughs) no pictures of ex-boyfriend. Like there's nothing on there for you to find. Like it's like such a real thing when you think somebody's cool, you go to their Instagram and you just like search for a guy in the photo and then you start tagging. When you look at a couple, you're like, Oh, that's, that's my brother. She has two brothers, other brother. Yeah. Oh, that's her brother-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing there. Nothing there. And so, yeah, you're not going to find anything on our Instagrams that are going to say otherwise. We are single and we're so excited to give you five reasons why it's actually awesome to be single. And to kick it all off, we just want to talk about number one. This blows my mind. This is crazy. But number one, when you're single, you can do anything. 
I mean anything. If, the world is your oyster. If I wanted to wake up tomorrow, quit my job, move to a farm, you know, have a Hallmark love story, meet my Mr. Farmer guy, you can and like raise 39 kids on a farm in Idaho, I you, could. Some wow. days I consider it, but it I could like a do fantasy. that. Yeah, it's kind of a, you know, it's the dream. <laughs> but on a serious note, it's really real. Like, and as people that are following Jesus, uh, oftentimes it's not a surprise that he will call you to pick up your life and do something uncomfortable, yeah. like to make a change, to move somewhere, to do something different, to pour all of your time into this new dream, into this new passion. Yeah. And when you're single, you can do this. Like you can follow Jesus more radically yeah. um, because you have the flexibility and you don't have ties to another person. It just is mm-hmm. like a practical thing that really filters into our spiritual life. Um, and we just wanted to share, like, I think this part of singleness has been huge for us in starting delight. Um, you know, we have, when we, we started delight in college, of course, and we've been out of college now for four years or five years for, I think we're on our four, fifth, five. Yeah. We're looking at, um, (laughs) Sam, our, our guy who helps us with recording. We call him our producer because he went to college with us and graduated. (laughs) Thank you for that random fact. Four, five? Okay. Four. Five. <laughs> Sam says five. Five, <laughs> five years. Anyways, we've been um, out of college now for five years. And ever since graduating, we've been able to pour our hearts and soul into delight. And like it has been, um, it has taken capacity of our energy of our spirits emotionally Mm -hmm. like in every way and we've allowed it to because that's what God called us to do that's like the purpose he's put into our life like it really was God's like God's calling for the both of us and we were able to drop nothing was standing in the way of us like giving it our all and I know that if one of us if God put a guy in one of our lives and we decided to get married like honestly what delight I don't know that delight would be what it is because of yeah because of like what we were able to pour into it and so I want to encourage anybody listening like if there is something like God's calling you to do like do it because that's what singleness is for yeah, I was. Um, I have a friend who just recently broke up with her boyfriend. They had been dating for a couple years and were like pretty serious. And you know, I've been hanging out with her a lot after their breakup. And you know, we're on like the you know couple months later, and she's still pretty sad about it. And uh, she said to me the other day, she was like, she was like, I don't know, like it would be different. Like I think I would be more like okay with the breakup if like I knew what my purpose was. And I just like looked at her and I was like, your purpose. I was like, girl, you know your purpose. Like your purpose is to like love the Lord and to like tell people about him and to like go all in for those little things that he puts in your heart. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, like right now you have nothing tying you to 
a location. You have nothing tying you to mm. a certain job. You have nothing tying you here. Like mm. you could radically follow Jesus right now more than ever in your life because you're not in this relationship. You know, you were in this relationship and you thought you were going to get married and you thought life was going to look this way. But now like you have this opportunity to do wild, mm. crazy, amazing things with the Lord. And so even if you're newly single and maybe you just went through a breakup or something and you're sitting here and you have this perspective of like, gosh, like my life is over. Like what I thought life was going to be can no longer be like, I just want Mm. you to spin it and look at the positive and go, how much more can I be used by God in such radical ways now? Because, you know, this relationship isn't a part of my life and I don't have to make sacrifices for it anymore. And there will come a time in your life where you do have to make sacrifices for a relationship. And that's Mm. a beautiful and good thing and amazing. But why not use the time when you don't to do the radical, cool, crazy, wild, amazing things. Yeah, for sure. And then just see what happens along the way. For sure. Um, You've probably heard this story before, but Mac and I, uh, back to matchmaking, actually. We love to matchmake. And we recently went out to dinner with a group of guys. And we talked to these guys. We were like, okay, okay. We need to know for our matchmaking. <laughs> like, this is kind of sort of the conversation. But anyways, we, we need asked to know them. for our matchmaking skills. <laughs> yes. So we asked them, we were like, what is um, like one thing that you're like looking for in a girl? And every one of them said they want somebody who is doing something they love, like pursuing their passions. Um, of course, you know, they don't want somebody like sitting around and waiting. Yeah. And that's the thing is if you are waiting for your husband and you're really not doing this time in your singleness and you're just thinking like, Oh, but when I, when I get married, then I can like do this together. Like, that's what I really feel like. That's what I'm supposed to do. Like that shouldn't be your perspective. That's not really how it works. It's honestly a win-win because when you start in your singleness, now pursuing your passions, not only are you just like pursuing your passions and you're making a difference and you're doing something God's calling you to, but also like, you're going to look a lot more attractive to, to a guy that you want to be with. Like, yeah. And It's a win-win. Yeah, you're only going to attract who you are. So like if you're the person sitting there waiting and just like passing by the time, you're probably only going to attract people who are also just waiting and passing by the time. So I think that's like so encouraging. So whether you're recently single or you've been single for a long time, like let's own the fact that we can't do anything. All right, number two. This is maybe a just like a Mac and Ken's thing, but we (laughs) if you're single and you aren't embracing this, what are you doing? Okay. Number two is that when you are single, you get, like you get, you get nights alone. Nights alone. We love this. Okay. Ken's and I, I don't know. I can't tell if this is just a you and I thing, but I know it is an everybody thing. Yeah. I think we we, need this. There's a negative connotation in singleness around time. So much time alone but what if we just made the most of this time yeah what if you did all the things you love to do on your nights alone okay you can i want to know what is your oh dream night alone? honestly it's get off work yoga class okay or run yeah vice versa but honestly probably a yoga class because i prefer that okay and then I get out of the yoga class and I go to Chipotle because it's so weird but I love Chipotle on nights alone 
It's, yeah, you yeah. do. It is yeah. weird. Yeah, and I get tacos these days, not even what? a salad. Yeah, tacos? like hard shell tacos. <laughs> weird, <laughs> right? Weird. Anyways, I do that. And then right near Chipotle is Whole Foods. And I just walk the aisle of Whole Foods and usually get something sweet because I have an addiction to sweet things. Then I go back and like, gosh, honestly. You probably take a long time like yeah, settling in. Settle, I can just see it now. Back like to the house. Like just like looking in the mirror and like plucking your eyebrows Doing for a long time or something. I, I know, can just see I can you. waste a lot of time. But ideally it'd be like maybe, I don't know, something I love to watch or read really yeah. quick before I go to bed. But that's a perfect night alone. What about you, Mac? Yeah, and before I share my okay, night so. alone, I think it's so cool. The way you feel the next day when you've woken up from a good night alone where you've just refreshed like where you've stopped and you've paused and you've done the things you love the next day you are so like ready for community you're so ready to like yeah. just love on other people and I don't yeah. know I think there's beauty to being alone that and a lot doing of us, what you love yeah, yeah I think so too okay so my dream night alone okay guys I'm a suburban girl. Like I grew up in the suburbs and when I am in my truest, fullest self, I want to be in the suburbs. So my dream night alone is I also like to get off work and go to a workout class. That's like my thing. I love to do that. I actually like to box. So I go to a boxing class, maybe go to the gym, something, and then not shower. That's so weird, but like, I just kind of like just like going straight to, to the ready. suburbs. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I don't care if I'm going to see anybody. So I just go straight. To don't <laughs> have to look cute for anybody. Nope. Go straight. To, single. Yep. And I go straight to the burbs and like go to Target, walk around Target. You know, you just roam the aisles. It's, Target. Yeah. Target is just a great time. Good. Maybe home goods. Maybe, maybe, um, um, all sorts of places, honestly. I just love those burbs. And then I'll pick one random like chain restaurant to eat dinner at. What's like the fave? I mean, I have so many. Like I love Chopped, the salad place. Yes. I love uh, Bricks, the pizza place. Yeah. And then I, everybody knows Outback's my favorite restaurant, but like I usually like to do Outback with friends. Everybody knows. <laughs> honestly, everybody knows. <laughs> I feel like it is very common knowledge. If you didn't know, who are you? Uh, but yeah, so then I go to one of my favorite little chain restaurants and then I love to get a pint of ice cream on my way home. Whoa, get home. Pint of ice cream. I you know. I did. And then I love to get home get in some comfy clothes and sit with my dog and eat my ice cream. And yep, that's life. That's and a get dream. ready for bed like super fast. Mac is like yeah, the fastest, fast. getting readier and the not getting ready. Yeah, I get, I do everything with speed. Yeah. So I yeah. I can only imagine. That is amazing. But I got to say, like, it really is true. Like, what if we started to use our nights alone? And I will say, like, in your singleness, like you shouldn't have a lot of nights alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a million people out there that need friends and, and you should be investing in community and yes, not only in friendships, just one-on-one, but your church community and like join things, do things like there's, even though you're not with a guy, you should still have a, and be really intentional. Yeah. About I would building say this only happens for us maybe once a month or so. Like, I mean, more than that. More than that. Definitely. Yeah. It should happen more than I'm once not a saying, month. I definitely don't have these once a week. This is like, well, we should take time though for ourselves. <laughs> we're like arguing about how long often you should do it. <laughs> okay. We're not sure on the timing, <laughs> but I think you figure out what's right for you. For sure. For sure. For sure. I know. So anyways, you, (laughs) but you have to have this time. And when you have a night alone, like 
do the most with it. Like make the most of it. Like rest, like rejuvenate yourself. Like Mac was saying, you're going to be a better person to the next day. So embrace this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I think nights alone are amazing. And it's like one way that we, I don't know, sometimes I have to connect with God through the most mundane, ordinary things. And like, seriously, sometimes roaming those aisles at Target, like I hear more clearly from God just because I pause long enough and I remind myself, I think it's really important in your singleness to remind yourself that you are not just okay. Like you are thriving. You are loving your life. Like life is good. You can be still just as happy Mm. and content on your own. And nights alone remind me of that. Yeah, that's good. And to be really attentive to the enemy's voice in that, because he's going to want to tell you like, you know, because when you are alone, those are the moments where the enemy can sneak in your thought life a lot easier. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why we're speaking on this is because we've got to like revert that to this isn't like, don't, don't listen to the enemy's voice in this. Like, don't fall into like, poor me, this is sad. I'm going to sit here by myself. Like, make the most of it and be attentive to the enemy's thoughts and pursue like joy when you're alone. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Next one um, that we wanted to share was that in your singleness, you can focus on your friendships and relationships with your family as well. And this is a really, really beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, it kind of, we just kind of touched on it, but like community in your singleness is super important. Huge. Yeah. Um, you need that support and you need those girlfriends. Like if you're isolating yourself in your singleness, you're going to get a lot more desperate for yeah. a guy Yeah. and the guy's like attention or just somebody to hang out with. But if you're establishing and like building yeah. relationships and depth in your relationships, yeah. then you're not going to long as much for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, like I picture it of like, if you're, when you, when you're really, when your relational capacity is full, like when you're full of yeah. like relationships, when somebody comes along, you shouldn't be like, you sh- almost should have to make room for them. I think like, I think like we shouldn't have this like empty piece of mm, us always walking yeah. around. Like, I think we should be full on our own. And so yeah, I think about like my, I mean, my relational capacity right now is full. Like I have so many amazing friendships, mm. not just in quantity, but in quality, like friendships that are like these people People are, they see my every day. Like mm. I'm calling them on the daily. Like I know what they're doing. I know who they are. They see the ins and outs, the ups and downs of my life. And I'm really thankful for my like singleness because it's allowed me to have friendships that are really, 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 really deep and awesome. And, um, yeah. my sister actually is, uh, she's been married several years, but one day we were talking and she got married pretty much right out of college. And she said to me, she was like, one of the things that I look at your life, she's like, not that I envy you. She's like, but your friendships have reached a mm-hmm. new level that like my friendships never got to. And she's like, I think it's so cool that like yeah. your friends have truly become like your family because you have done life in your twenties with them in a, in a really like crazy time of life that like mm-hmm. they're more than just like yeah. friends for Friday nights. Like your friends are the type of people that like you they're share everything with. Yeah. And so I think that's really beautiful. Like seeing this time of singleness is a time where you can really grow in your friendships. And, mm. um, we have this like iconic thing from the delight book <laughs> that everybody loves. It's from one of our delight books called for the girl, which is, um, a book all on dating and relationships. And, this book, one of the chapters is uh, called For the Girl Who is Ready to be Married. And it's speaking to girls who are like, probably a lot like us, who are like, ah, 
God, like I'm over being single. I want to be married, all this stuff. And so um, I just want to read to you a little excerpt from it because I think it's super powerful and and super um, just eye-opening about kind of the beauty of what we can step into right here and right now in our singleness. So this is from a girl named Margo, and so I'm just going to read it from her perspective. But it says, um, there's a part of me that wishes I could go back and tell myself to not jump ahead and to celebrate the blessing of the seasons that God intentionally places in our lives. You see, there will be nights when you dream up the idea of life in a future house with your husband, when you're tired of sleeping alone, when you want to grocery shop together, when you long to consolidate errands and eliminate the dreaded drive home, right? They will be good dreams. And the reality may be even better, but so is this. So are the mornings when your roommate sits across from you at the kitchen table and opens her Bible, when her curly hair is loose and messy, when she had a pot of coffee already brewed in the corner by the stove. So is the interdependence you are practicing in this house right now, in the house of four girls, the moments you get to witness up close and untidy. The messy beds, the sleepy nights, the t-shirts spewed across the floor, the deep waiting conversations that leak out in the late hours of the night and the sleep-deprived hours of the morning, the books they let you borrow, the trips you take to aimlessly browse the aisles of Target, me, (laughs) the way your maternal instincts all collide in the kitchen resulting in lemon cookies, fajitas, and fettuccine Alfredo. This stuff is so good. This is likely the last time you will live with another girl until you have one of your own. Crazy, right? The last time you can borrow dry shampoo or a Pride and Prejudice DVD. This is the last time you will sleep in a bed by yourself and read with the lights on late into the night bothering no one beside you. The last time you will go home for holidays by yourself and snuggle into your little sister's bed for a sleepover. Please don't miss it. Don't miss the moments that God places you in the center of community. Don't think that your friends are any less important or deserving of your time than your significant other. Embrace the blessing of friendships in college because life is really sweet and things continue to pass. Friendships are important and you won't get these moments back. And then she goes on to talk about her family and talking about, you know, embrace those moments as your dad's little girl and your mom's daughter. Um, and just about the beauty of right here and right now and how they'll probably come a time in a life in our lives where we'll crave what we have now Yeah. and how can we not just like let it pass by? How can we just embrace every moment where we're yeah. right in the center of community yeah. where we have this opportunity to like be an amazing friend, a friend who can mm. show up at 2 a.m. in the mm-hmm. morning because we don't have other responsibilities. Yeah. The daughter who can call her mom twice a day because like yeah. she doesn't have to check in on all these other things in her yeah. life. Like what if we were those women who went, you know, extravagantly loved the people in our life in yeah. this time because we can. Yeah. It's so tempting to let these moments pass like and just be like I want a husband and I can't wait for that and think about that and desire that so much so that we're just like so dismiss all these like beautiful moments with friends and yeah just don't be tempted by that like just be present in these friendships like there's so much beauty in it and honestly if you're just looking about and thinking about your future you are missing so so much and yeah, I just want to encourage you to embrace these friendships while you're single. You got the time. Also family. Like I know I can speak for myself, like, um, all of my siblings, I have an older brother and younger sister. We're all single. And 
It has been the sweetest thing ever. Like, honestly, these last two years specifically, even the last like eight months, like we've become like a pack. We're like a real, like, I feel like we like have so much depth and so much friendship with each other. And it's the sweetest thing. I know that's not the case for everybody. Maybe a lot of broken families and things, but I want to challenge you, even if your family is broken, even if you don't relate with them, even if they're different from you, like maybe this is a, you can use your singleness to rebuild some of that. I mean, family is important. It's what God gave you. It's actually from God. Your family's from God. And he talks a lot about in scripture, like how we should invest in our family. They're part of us and we should honor our family. And so maybe you take this moment in your singleness to, to make the most of that, to rebuild relationships there. Um, it's huge and you have the time for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, number four. So the fourth reason why it's awesome to be single is kind of a funny one. But when you're single, let's just talk about the fact that you get to date. How fun! That's like pretty cool. And I think that this is different for everybody because yeah. even for Ken's and I, this is so such a different like ball game for us. Like when I think about being single and getting to date, honestly, I don't see that as like a pro. I'm like, honestly, I'm like, oh my gosh, like dating is so complicated and frustrating and it's like just lets you down time and time again. But I think that we have to, we have to see dating in a healthy way. Like dating is fun. Dating is awesome. Like dating ultimately is like getting to know people. It's getting to know people. And we overcomplicate it so many times in our life. And we think that like going on a date means trying to figure out in the first five minutes if this is the husband or not. And if I know in the first five minutes he's not my husband, then like I just need to close him off to the world and never speak to him again. And I think if we have that mindset, that's when dating becomes tricky and it becomes complicated and it becomes exhausting. But if we have the mindset of, oh my goodness, I am getting this opportunity to meet somebody that I don't already know, to get to know them, to have fun with them. Honestly, girls, we get a free meal out of it. Hopefully. (laughs) And like sometimes a great activity, like, Pot pot or bowling and like that's fun. Your fave. My fave. I love activities. Um, and so like I think that we have to see this as a positive. Like, let's again not just like waste our time looking for our husband. Like, let's embrace the fact that we get this opportunity to get to know people of like the opposite sex and to spend time with them. And how cool and how fun is that? So fun. And I think we could all be a little bit more lighthearted about it. And yeah. Not put so much pressure around it, not take everything so, so seriously. Seriously yeah. and to heart. Like, yeah, just to like have fun with it and date. And it's, I mean, as an Enneagram seven, this is like my favorite thing ever. I'm like, it's fun, it's exciting, <laughs> good to like meet different people, bounce around, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Ooh, it's like a dream come true. Ken's so. maybe loves to date a little too no. much. <laughs> it's true. And you got to find a balance in that because you, at some point it does become distracting and a waste of time. Yeah. So. And I think you have to remember that. Like you have to have a healthy mindset when you look at this. Yes. Like we're not saying that you get to just like lead people on and like mess around. Like I think you have to be super still intentional, like with your time and with your energy, but also like go on the putt-putt date. That's so fun. Come yeah, on, for real. why not, right? Max, should we talk about dating apps? Okay, let's do it. Okay. Okay, here's my, here's my thing with dating apps. I think that if you're going to be on dating apps, you have to be really brutally honest with yourself. And 
If you can tell me that you use dating apps in a really healthy way and that the only time you use dating apps is when you are in a healthy mindset, you're not looking for validation, you're not looking um, because you're lonely, like you're only using dating apps because you're sitting here and you're like, I am ready to enter into a relationship and I'm in a really good spot and okay, now I will swipe to see if there are any matches for me out in this world and go on dates. But I don't think a lot of us are there. I think a lot of us... The times that like I see people around me using dating apps are when they're really lonely, when they feel insecure, when they like need attention, need validation. They're looking for just like a quick fix. And I think like if that is the perspective and if you're really honest with yourself about like why you're using them. And a lot of times when you're in college, like when you're like 18 or 19, you're not looking for like... (laughs) the end all be all you're looking just for like fun times so honestly get out of your room go talk to somebody on your campus um and so yeah I just think you got to have a healthy mindset and like I for me personally I don't think I could be on dating apps because I don't think I would approach it in a healthy way like I think I would only turn to them when I need attention validation or when I feel insecure and I'm like looking to fill that void and so if you can do it props but I don't think I could do it. There we go. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. I think also, and mostly, they can just be super distracting. All of a sudden, yeah. you're spending most of your time scrolling, talking, texting. I mean, there's I haven't personally been on a dating app, but it seems to be a lot of communication and a lot of time spent there. Yeah. That probably isn't worth it. We could go back to you know, you can do anything. Yeah. Pursuing your passions, pursuing your dreams, start doing those things. Like it can easily be a waste of time. So just check your intentions and don't distract yourself. Don't numb yourself. I agree. And I have seen people who do them in healthy ways, especially like my roommate is on dating apps. And honestly, it's super fun. Last night I sat with her and we like scrolled through for a little bit and I was like, let me do it. I want to do it. And I think it's actually cool. I think she has a really healthy perspective of how she sees it and how she views it. And like, she doesn't waste time on it. So there we go. Yeah. I think there's a way that you can do it in a healthy way. And there's probably a lot less people that should be on dating apps. That's true. Wow. I'm sweating. That was a tough topic. Wow. Okay. Glad we covered that. But yes, you get to date and it's so much fun. And I surely couldn't be on dating apps because you know I would go to town. (laughs) I would be in that. Ken's would have a date every night of the week. No All right. Let's jump to number five. And I think this is is honestly the biggest thing. Like Mm -hmm. if you are not using your singleness to do this, like what are you doing? This is so important. So number five is that when you are single, you get the opportunity to truly figure out who you are. And you better believe that the first thing we're going to say is that like who you are is so much more than like what you like and like what you're passionate about. Like who you are is who you are in Christ. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of people miss that because they're so busy trying to like fill the void with like other people, with dating apps, with, Mm. you know, success, all these things. But like singleness is this time to truly like embrace the void. Go, there Mm -hmm. is a void there. There is a hole in my heart and the only thing that can fill it, like the only thing that will satisfy that is like, a true relationship with Christ and a true understanding of like who he says that Mm -hmm. you are and the light that he speaks into your life. And so I see this as such a gift. Like I'm so Mm -hmm. thankful that I've gotten to spend the last, like honestly my, all my four years in college, the last four years of my life, 
post-college, like the last eight years, really working on my identity. And um, there are times mm-hmm. where my identity starts to slip and I start to attach it to other things, to other people. But like time and time again, I feel like I'm in this like process of making who I am first and foremost always come like in and through Christ. And yeah, it's just like such an important thing that we have to be doing in our singleness. Yes. Yeah. You gain confidence in who you are and you know more of what's going to compliment you too. Like you're going to find a great person for you Yeah, because you really know who you are and what's going to like compliment you, what's going to inspire you, what's going to help you, who you can be a teammate with. Like you learn that through this time alone of who you are. And it's hugely important. I think if there's one thing that we've learned and been so grateful for in our singleness is for these moments to be, um, yeah, grow in that. Yeah. Um, there's my friend, Emily, she is so funny, but she always talks about this, this movie scene and it's this movie scene. I think it's, I want to say it's runaway bride. I could have this totally wrong, but (laughs) basically it's this guy and this girl and they're like arguing. And he's like, you don't even know who you are. Like, you don't even know what kind of eggs you like. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. So then at the end of the movie, there's this scene of her sitting there with like all these different, like, plates of eggs around her like all different ways of eggs sunny side up and like over easy all this stuff blah 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 and (laughs) she tries all of them and then she's like oh I like my eggs I can't remember how she likes her eggs poached I like my eggs poached that's how I like my eggs and I kind of love that picture that it's like hey use this time to figure out who you are in Christ to figure out like the kind of person that you are looking for, but also just like who you are, like, what do you like? Like what is, who are you when nobody else is kind of like speaking into that? Because that Mm -hmm. is like your truest real self. Like, do you love this type of movie? Like love that type of movie. Mm -hmm. Go to those movies by yourself. Do you love, like, do you have a heartbeat? and like love serving, like serve by yourself, like figure out what it is that like makes you happy, that like makes your heart beat, um, the Mm. ways that you specifically feel called to be used by Mm. God. Like, I think if we're not doing that, if we're always just like transforming Mm. who we are because of the people that are around us, honestly, we're going to be empty people. We're going to be people Mm. that like become useless in this world because we don't even know who we are. We don't even know like our gifts and our passions and our capabilities. And I think when you really like understand that, then like you become an asset to like the world around you and to the people around you. And so like, let's be women who use this time to figure out what kind of eggs we like and to figure out what are our gifts and to figure out like, what are the things that speak life into us? Because Mm, then like we are going to be unstoppable. Yeah. So good. I love that. Also, it's so weird how many types of eggs you can make. Like, why is there like 10 different ways you can make eggs? Crazy. No, I don't know. Anyways, you guys, that's our main things that we have talked about, about singleness. And here as we say, like we are putting a positive spin on singleness because we think that that um, should happen. That yeah. when we get, when women, single women get in a room, like if you start to talk positively about singleness, it's going to 
open the door for everybody to think more positively too and be inspired and embrace it and love it and kill it. And let's all be women who start to speak more positively. But, and that's why we're putting it in this light. Like we, we do struggle in yeah, our singleness. We do. Of course, there's such hard, lonely moments, moments where we both like want somebody to just hang out with, to, to yeah. do life with. And we uh, aren't getting old, but you know, we're getting to the time where there's a <laughs> little more pressure. We're getting up there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, gosh, we could probably do a whole nother podcast where we tell you more about that. Yeah. But that's really not about this podcast like we really want to be positive about it and we want to encourage and challenge you to do the same maybe there's different things for you that you um love about singleness and you need to write those down and remind yourself and find those out because there's there is things to love in your singleness there's beauty in your singleness there's purpose in this season like god doesn't have you single just because or to waste time like there's actually real purpose that so how about you take some time to write those things down identify them and start to do them and start to love this season yeah yeah wow what a fun conversation we love it no more talking about dating I'm honestly pumped yes I'm scheduling my um night alone because apparently once a month is too not enough apparently you need to bring that up apparently I can have them every other week you need target (laughs) we all need it every night yeah honestly if you have a night alone too can you take a picture and send it to me and um, uh inspiring yeah I would love to see how you like to spend your nights alone we're all in this together yes all right ladies we love you we will see you next week speaking of dating have you heard of our book called how to prepare for your future love story it is an amazing resource if you are single or dating yes the book has two parts the first part is going to help you identify your dating personality really personality is a quiz it's so fun you're going to love it and it's so helpful and insightful whether you're single or you're dating wherever you're at and the second part is five ways to stop looking for a relationship and start preparing. And these are things like knowing who you are, stopping comparison, spiritually maturing. It's so good and so powerful and will do two things. Number one, it's going to really strengthen your walk with the Lord. It's going to help you really fall in love with him. And then number two, we like to think it's going to help you prepare for dating and relationships in the future and that future husband. Yes, you're going to love it. And you can get it on our website, delightministries.com.